At the Health Services Authority, we want to keep you informed about the latest developments that impact your health because your health matters to us. Join us each Friday and Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. as we cover health news, offer advice, and answer your questions on Healthcare Today with HSA. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare Today with the HSA. I'm your host, Chuck Taylor. Each and every uh, Friday and Saturday, we get together and we talk about all things that matter to you with your health. And um, today, uh, I have with me uh, a special guest, uh, Dr. Ball. Uh, good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank uh, you. Yes. And, and so, um, let's just start off. What is your specialty in the medical field? Okay. So, I am a geriatrician. Mm-hmm. I'm the first one for the Cayman Islands Health Services Authority. Um, so that's my area of specialization. I also did specialization in um, family medicine prior to doing um, what we call in medicine subspecialization. Mm-hmm. So my background is um, family physician as a specialization and then a subspecialty in geriatric medicine. Okay. And to me, this is... I don't want to say a new trend because uh, um, elderly people have been around since the <laughs> yeah. beginning. When, once you're born, you have to get old. Yes. So, so, so that that isn't nothing new. But the specialty care of that is now become more prominent because people are living longer. Yes, and it's a fair. Well, when when you think about other specialties like say internal medicine or orthopedics or gynecology, etc. Those have been around for ages. Right. Um, geriatrics as a field, um, as a branch of medicine, has only been around for just about half a, half a century. Mm-hmm. So it's fairly, fairly new. Right. For the Cayman Islands, it is a new thing. Um, but yes, as long as you live and not die, <laughs> you, you have to get old. <laughs> you will get you old. You will get old. So we have the, to embrace it. Right, exactly. Yes. And um, I think um, we are because of modern medicine, um, and you can correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. We have been living a better existence now that allows us to maintain a, a quite um, um, active lifestyle as we get older. Definitely, and thanks to the field of say public health mm-hmm. with its um, immunizations, vaccinations. Um, and disease surveillance and so on, and um, the whole technological advances that have taken place in the field of medicine and science in general. Right. People are living healthier and longer. And, and that, with that comes the idea that now we have a few more problems that we're looking at. <laughs> yes. Because with, with, with life comes problem, which is understandable. Yes. But how do we maintain that um, active and healthy lifestyle? This is kind of, you know, we always say, well, you got to eat good. You got to do these. But then also that takes a specialized branch of medicine. Now taking a look at, well, how do bones degenerate? Yes. How, how can we stop that? Because now... We're, we're more active, we're running more, we're upping down more. You know, before it was kind of slow down, you get, you're retired, take it easy. Now it's, right. I'm retired, I'm, you know, going to Mount Everest, I'm traveling, I'm doing all <laughs> yes. this stuff. So, so t- 
tell me how does modern medicine fit into our lifestyles now? Well, yes, it is very important to realize that a lot of what we become later on in life has to do with the type of lifestyle that we have lived. Yes, there is that genetic component, which we can't do anything about for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so some genes will have passed on from our for peer, from our parents, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, there is that interaction that can take place with the environment and um, your own lifestyle um, practices that play a role in your health, mm-hmm. well-being, etc. So what mother, what medicine tells us is that if you do certain things, practice good, healthy lifestyle. And this is something that we have been doing for years. And we say, um, if you want a good chance of living longer, do not smoke. Mm-hmm. Do not, if, well, for those of us who embrace Christianity and so on. So uh-huh. you say, don't drink. And, and if you drink, drink moderately. Right. We say exercise. Be, um, avoid being sedentary mm-hmm. rather than sitting down and sitting at the computer or sitting at the desk for several minutes, hours. Get up. Be physically active. Do something rather than parking right at the door of your office. Park Do a little di- walk. Yeah, park some distance away in the car park and walk. Rather than taking the elevator, jump, um, take the, st- the, stair- the staircase mm-hmm. and climb the steps. So instead of eating all the fast food things that um, pour in a lot of dense, uh, dense bad mm-hmm. color- calories, etc. Mm-hmm. Rather than do that, do your... Um, your vegetables and your fruits. Make a colorful place. Make a colorful place. He, he, eat healthy mm-hmm. and trust God, our mm-hmm. creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully when all of those things are combined and become a lifestyle habit, mm-hmm. then a lot of the chronic diseases that now plague us and which are almost bread and, I mean, part and parcel of um, a lot of the old adult mm-hmm. population. Right. I'm sorry to say that a, a lot of those things won't come on, mm-hmm. or the chances of those things coming on really significantly decrease. So yes, as geriatricians, as doctors, we are proponents for healthy lifestyle practices. Um, on top of all of that, now we have specialties all over. We have geriatric medicine, we have internal medicine, we have cardiology and so on. Mm -hmm. If you have been diagnosed with a particular problem, you have us as physicians who can help to guide you um, to make the right choices, be it food, be it exercises, be it medication, be it what tests you have to do, um, therapies that you have to take. Follow your doctor's advice, take your medications, um, and hopefully, mm-hmm. um, things can be much better. What we want as you get older is a good quality of life. Mm-hmm. So you'll see some older people, 80 year olds who function 
just as well as a 50-year-old. Right. So everybody doesn't age the same way. Mm-hmm. And not because you are in the geriatric age group that we're going to think, okay, so this person is, okay, soon will soon die, will soon become bedridden. Mm-hmm. No. No. Um, we have examples all around us of people who are much older, mm-hmm. who are looking healthy, who are, uh, who are quite healthy. And who are doing a lot of things um, to keep themselves well. I think I think that is the thing that um, we we forget as as we're busy with life is that what you put in now is kind of like working in a bank. You got to put the in investment in in the younger no. years, yes. so you can enjoy it in the older. Get the dividends, right? The dividends <laughs> later on. Yes. So so all of that. Um, uh, trans fat and all these things that you're putting into your body just i'm just using that as yes. an example um they're going to compound 5 10 15 years of doing one thing is going to hurt you later on in life definitely or it can help you <laughs> or it can help right you. It, yes. it just depends on what you're planning and what you're choosing to do right you know uh, i i say our our community here is becoming an elderly community it is you know it is. and I've seen that in my existence here in Cayman, watching the the younger folks now more mature and the mature more mature. Yes. And I'm I'm just amazed at how our um system has transformed and kept them in line. So the quality that they have doesn't diminish as they get older. Definitely. That's so important. And um as geriatricians our main focus or one of the main focuses is for us to get the older adult to be functioning to their best potential as they get older. Mm-hmm. Um, and you use the examples of others around us getting older. But when I think back about even myself, just right. just a few years ago, <laughs> I was in high school running up and down and playing cricket and all these things. And I'm like, where did the years go? Uh-huh. Yeah, we go, it, it, the years pass by rapidly. Exactly. Yes, and we have to make good choices on a daily basis. Um, because if we don't, as you, as you said, things will compound, things will get, uh, things will add up mm-hmm. and it can be deleterious to you later on. Very, very true. If you're just tuning in, uh, this is Healthcare Today with the HSA. I'm your host, Chuck Taylor, talking with Dr. Bell uh, this afternoon about um being older in the Cayman Islands, what it entails, um, we're going to take a quick break and come right back. And I'm going to hit him with a couple of questions that I think are pertinent on how to, I would say, age gracefully as we continue to do so right here in the Cayman Islands. Stick and stay. This is Bobo 89.1 FM. When you have a sports or fitness-related injury, trust the expertise of the HSA's Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic to get you back in the game. Our internationally trained and certified physicians specialize in sports traumatology, sports medicine, pain management, and orthopedic surgery. For treatment of common injuries such as tendonitis, arthritis, tennis elbow, rotator cuff, or knee tears, schedule a consultation with the Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic at Smith Road Medical Center by calling 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky for more information. 
The Health Services Authority's new pharmacy is now open at the Smith Road Medical Center. The new location features a large, comfortable waiting area and ticketing system to improve the patient experience. All uncollected prescriptions and refill requests previously submitted will now be available for collection at the Smith Road Pharmacy. Request your refills online at hsa.ky via WhatsApp 925-6534 or call 244-2715. For more information about our pharmacy hours, visit hsa.ky. The Cayman Islands Health Services Authority's General Practice and Public Health Clinics have relocated to Smith Road Medical Center. At the new location, you'll receive top quality care in a comfortable modern space enhancing your patient experience. Do you have flu-like symptoms or other non-emergent illnesses or injury? HSA's new urgent care walk-in clinic is now open at the main hospital campus. The new general practice location is for appointments only. For more information, call 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky. HSA's Cardiology Clinic is now located at Smith Road Medical Center. Our cardiology team provides expert care and treatment for heart conditions such as coronary artery disease, heart failure, arrhythmias, hypertension, congenital heart diseases, among others. The new location offers state-of-the-art cardiac diagnostic testing, including echocardiograms, ECGs, and stress tests. To contact, call 949-8600. At HSA, your heart matters to us. At the Health Services Authority, we want to keep you informed about the latest developments that impact your health because your health matters to us. Join us each Friday and Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. as we cover health news, offer advice, and answer your questions on Healthcare Today with HSA. And we are back. Welcome to uh, Healthcare Today with HSA. Um, I'm your host, Chuck Taylor, talking uh, with our first uh, geriatric uh, specialty this doctor here in the Cayman Islands, uh, Dr. Bell. And I want to ask you, um, we were talking before the break. Uh, you, you mentioned um, growing up in high school and cricket. Um, what got you into the field of medicine? Give me a little background history with that. Okay. <laughs> um, so I went to, I'm a Jamaica and I went to the best um, high school in Jamaica, Cornwall College, um, for those who um, know Montego Bay and that mm-hmm. um, Citadel right beside the sea. Yeah, so I went to Cornwall College and I was really, really um, interested. Um, I guess there was just something within me um, in the sciences. And so very early, I knew that I was supposed to be something, with, do, do something with the sciences. I wasn't doing well in some of the art things like technical drawing and um those sort of things no um i liked science and uh, when it came on to the latter years of high school i i well from very early i was surrounded by um my older um family members i lived i grew up with my maternal grandmother and there were some other older people within my close family and i used to just hang out with them and so on so I would say that that proclivity toward older people mm-hmm. had, had always been there. Um, in the church setting, my background, I'm a Christian. I used to go to uh, um, conventions and I would always be found around the older people, hanging out with them, asking them questions, listening to their experiences and so on. So that might have been uh, 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 some seed sown from very early 
um, where the field of geriatrics is concerned. But then move, when, I, when I finished high school, I applied to the University of the West Indies, Mona, Kingston, Jamaica. And I knew, say, um, about grade um, 10, 11 in high school, that medicine was what I really, really wanted mm. to do. And I um, went on to the university, did natural sciences. I had to do my full um, three years of natural sciences and apply right after um, into medical school. In Jamaica, you can do so well in your A-levels and get straight into high, um, medical school. But but then I wasn't so fortunate. I had to do my undergraduate um, studies as they do in some of the first world countries. And thereafter, I, I, got in, I did well in natural sciences and then got accepted into medical school. Medical school, five years, then another year and a half internship, and then... Um, you become a full-fledged doctor. Okay. Um, I came, I did a, a several stints in different Caribbean islands. I worked in Jamaica for some years after becoming a full-fledged doctor. I went on to our neighbors in the Anguilla, mm -hmm. um, British Vert, um, West Indies. And I did a stint there, two stints actually. I did a stint also in the BVI, working um, for them at the Health Services Authority there. And then I came to beautiful Cayman Islands. Excellent. <laughs> and that was 13 years ago, and I have not looked back. Perfect. perfect. Cayman, for me, is now home. I love it here. And the HSA was very kind enough to accept my um, my, my, my application as a physician. I came and I worked for um, the first three years in the emergency room department. And then I branched off and went into the general practice department. An opening came up at the University of the West Indies to do family medicine. And so I did my four-year residency program mm -hmm. um, at the university hospital in conjunction with our hospital. Right. And I completed that those four years became a family physician. But I looked around and I realized that for some strange reason, our elderly folks were not being, there was not a, someone who took that interest in caring for our elderly folks. That specialized That specialized field. field. And I knew that it exists mm -hmm. or it exists in other countries, meaning mainly so in the first world countries. Right. And I reached out um, to our university in, in, in Jamaica under Professor, sir, sorry, Professor Eldemeyer Shearer, who is world renowned as a geriatrician. And she was going to start a program um, at the university. She invited me as one of her members of the first cohort of students mm -hmm. in her geriatric um, specialized um, field. And I um, she invited me and I took, it, took on the challenge, completed the course. It was a year and a half. It involved traveling to Jamaica. It involved going through different special um, specialty areas. And I got the training a year and a half and right. became a geriatrician. And, and the, the thing I, I, I hope, um, and not 
throwing shade, folks. So, so mind my words when I say this. We, as I said, have to go old, get older. Yes. Um, I would hope that when we do, we have physicians like you who specialize in it for us. So, so it, it is a blessing in disguise because um, we don't think about, well, you know what? I, I broke my foot. I need to see a podiatrist. I, I need a spe- internal. I see an internalist. But my body has changed. Yes. I'm I'm now 70 plus. <laughs> I, my, my body is different from when yes. I was 40. My healing is different. Yes. M- my condition of movement and everything else has changed. Definitely. So if my doctor hasn't changed with that, then I think I would be missing out on having the best of both worlds. Yes. So 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 that's why you know um for people who are thinking, well why would I see a specialist? A general practitioner is a general practitioner. No, there are very different cores of speciality within Definitely. your within your field of yes. existence. Yes. And so with that being said, um tell me a little bit about what a geriatric specialist doctor deals with. Right. So so my background, having been trained as a family physician, um, meaning general practitioner, as a um, geriatrician, post that type of study, what we do is we pay special interest to some things that are very particular for the older adult. So yes, we will cover the usual, and I say usual, not, not saying that as you get older, you have to go through some of these chronic diseases, but we cover those bases. We cover if you come in and you have high blood pressure, we can take care of that. We can take care of your diabetes. We can take care of your high cholesterol. We can take care, as because I'm trained as a family physician, I can take care of your osteoarthritis and some of the, for want of a better term, common and garden things, conditions, Mm -hmm. but where geriatrics comes in um, especially is we want to ensure that as you get older and if you're old, that you are having the best quality of life in terms of just general function. So we look at what we call geriatric giants. So the older person is more likely to have cognitive problems Mm-hmm. memory issues. Maybe short dementia. Dementia things. things, things of these right, nature, right. Right. So the older folks may start to have lapses in their memory, short term or even long term. Mm-hmm. And other forms of things that we call dementia. You know about Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, right. Dementia exactly. that can come on from just having high blood pressure and diabetes and stroke and so on. Mm-hmm. So we look speci- specifically at those cognitive things. We take keen interest in your mobility, the mobility of the older adults. So for example, if you have osteoarthritis, common arthritis of the knee, that puts you at risk to fall and can't be right. right. So we pay special attention to the mobility of the individual because if you are not able to move around quite well, ambulate, then you might fall. Mm-hmm. If you're not ambulating, you become very sedentary. You might be withdrawn, socially withdrawn, and issues with that. We pay special attention to some mental issues. So as a geriatrician, I am trained to screen 
the older adult for depression. Okay. Yes, screen you for some general anxiety or the forms of anxiety. And you'll be, su- be very surprised that a lot of our older folks are suffering from, de- uh, from depression. Depression from just, um, they can't move around, they can't, they're, ice, they're, they're living at home all by themselves or no one else is caring for them or their social support system is right. broken. Is it, isn't there as, as it was before. Right. And it might be the, um, depression because they have had chronic diseases or just organic mental health issue of depression. Mm. So we screen for depression. We screen the older adult also for what we call urinary incontinence. So as you get older, the, the whole mechanism of the, the, the urinary tract, things change and a lot of older adults begin to wet themselves mm-hmm. involuntarily. They just accidentally lose their ability to hold their urine. Right. And there are several different causes for that. We, 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 we dig deep, so to speak, to find out why is this particular patient in front of me? And, and yeah. I, I think when, when you when you put things in context like that, because that then, if that urinary incontinence is active, they're withdrawal. So Definitely. all of a sudden depression, depression is even more. So, in. so it's a, it's a never it's ending a, cycle exactly. that is, is very vicious. It's a very vicious, yes. So they, they, they withdraw themselves. They, and with the withdrawal comes loneliness, with the loneliness, there's a possibility of neglect and, and right. other things set in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that in itself can cause cognitive impairment. So there is an inter, um, interweaving of all of these different things and can precipitate other things. We pay special attention to the person's, um, what we call the physical functional capacity. What do I mean? So are they able to get up, go shopping can they still do outdoor activities if they need to clean their house can they clean it can so we look at the activities of daily living are they able to do it independent of others or with 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 the need for help mm-hmm. with the need for um, assistance so we look into that we look also at what we call their medication list you'd observe that a lot of our older folks take home so much medication, so many mm. medications. They have a host of medications prescribed by Dr. A, Dr. B, Dr. C. Right. They have the ability to just go in the pharmacy and buy things over the counter. There's just so many things that are available, medications. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our older people do doctor shopping and um other things. Right. They are admitted and especially when there's a transition of care, they leave the hospital. They were seen a general practitioner. They get admitted for something. The general practitioner had already written up a host of medications for them. Mm-hmm. But now when they get admitted, this doctor in their discharge from the hospital writes a new set of medication. They go home and they might be taken Two, two of the two, two, two sets of medication that belong to the same group. Right. So as a geriatrician, I have to look over what medications the, the person, the older adult takes 
save their conflicts. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you know, the 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 number one thing is when self-medicating and you taking the wrong and and sometimes the dosage itself. Sometimes the dosage. Sometimes it's just the the fact that there will be drug drug interactions which can be deleterious, can take you out. Mm-hmm. This drug shouldn't be taken with that other drug. Because if it if you do that, it might cause it will cause certain things. Right. So we look at all of those things and we say we look and say, okay, you're getting older. Your kidneys might not be working as well as it sh- should, or naturally so. Mm-hmm. And so the dose, as you mentioned, the dose has to be uh, reduced. So we look at what we call polypharmacy, the going home with the taking of several different medications, five or more. Wow. And study, look at them and see if the patient really needs that. And, and I, I think that is, um, well, it, it's a lot to to kind of digest because you, you don't think about it. You think, oh, well, this person is um, going to for um, their chronic knee or whatever. And then they have a, a backache and yes. now they're getting this and they're getting, you know, then they may have a lung infection. So now they're taking um, uh uh, and to penicillin, you know, all, all these things. So, right. so the body at that age reacts differently. Definitely it does. It does. It and, does. And, and I mean, <laughs> you don't think about it, but as you keep bringing it to the awareness, you know, there are people out there who this is their existence. This they're is they're their living existence. this life that we're talking about. Yes. And we have to be aware of that and, and give as much support as we can to make sure that they themselves feel in control of what they're doing and still be in a safe place. Be in a safe place, definitely. So the, uh, some other things that we do, we we, 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 we we look at the older patient and we look at their, and, and, and believe it, we do it. We look at their nutrition. Are they able to, have, have they been losing weight or have they been gaining weight? So we look back in their charts and we see, okay, this person was 80 kilograms Two months ago, and now they have lost 15 kilograms. What is the cause of their weight loss? Right. Um, and then that's that's a whole set of things that we can do about that. Yeah, Investigation. That, that, right. I was just about to say that, that. That is you investigating what's going on in their life. M- maybe they're not eating or maybe they're eating the wrong food. Definitely. Or, or you know, m- maybe the household has changed. Maybe the household has changed. So as a geriatrician, those are the sort of things that I have to delve into. And it's never, ever just me alone. I must say that out clearly. It's me understanding that we have, it's a team effort. So the nutritionist plays an important role. So I have to collaborate with the nutritionist, the occupational therapist, the physiotherapist. If they have a mobility issue, um, I can't just take them up and say, walk around in the office and here's a prescription to walk well. Yeah, no. that's not going to work. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. So I have to now say, okay, what you need is the physiotherapist. And I call the physiotherapist. I get an, uh, an appointment for them to go and see the physiotherapist who can then do their thing to help um, them to that optimal functional capacity mm-hmm. abilities. Right. I, we, we, we know as you get older, vision changes. So I have to be acutely aware that, okay, 
this lady or this gentleman in front of me um, is not seen well. Mm-hmm. And that, when was the last time that they had seen their eye doctor? Um, do they need prescription glasses? Um, is something interacting? What is there a chronic disease interacting in doing something in their body causing their vision to be reduced? So mm-hmm. is there diabetes which can right. impact their? Of course, yeah. Right. Is there hypertension or something else going on? Is there a cataract? This this is this is a lot of moving parts, but you seem to be, <laughs> it, it, and I and I, I I say this with all honesty is that you seem to be in the center hub of the information to the patient. Yes. And also asking these questions that, that can feed back to find the right um, help from the right source. Definitely. That is what we do. So we might not be, um, you won't find us in the operating theater uh-huh. cutting somebody or um, necessarily um, cutting an abscess and so on. Right. But we pay, um, we, we, we delve into things that are quite common and that can impact the the, the, the person, the older adults' um, function and capacity and their quality of life as they get older. Okay. Yes. Excellent. So, there's more. There's, there's more. more. You know what, Doc? We're yes. going to take a quick break and come right back. Uh, you're listening to Healthcare Today with the HSA, talking with a geriatric specialist, uh, Dr. Bell. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. Health Services Authority is now offering online payment options for patients. Patients of HSA can now pay their bills, including deposits, towards scheduled services online at payments.hsa.ky. The secure, new online payment system accepts debit or credit cards and is in addition to the available payment options of cash, check, and online bank transfer. For quick, easy, and secure payment directly from your phone or computer, visit HSA's new online payment system at payments.hsa.ky. When you have a sports or fitness-related injury, trust the expertise of the HSA's Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic to get you back in the game. Our internationally trained and certified physicians specialize in sports traumatology, sports medicine, pain management, and orthopedic surgery. For treatment of common injuries such as tendonitis, arthritis, tennis elbow, rotator cuff, or knee tears, schedule a consultation with the Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic at Smith Road Medical Center by calling 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky for more information. The Health Services Authority's new pharmacy is now open at the Smith Road Medical Center. The new location features a large, comfortable waiting area and ticketing system to improve the patient experience. All uncollected prescriptions and refill requests previously submitted will now be available for collection at the Smith Road Pharmacy. Request your refills online at hsa.ky via WhatsApp 925-6534 or call 244-2715. For more information about our pharmacy hours, visit hsa.ky. The Cayman Islands Health Services Authority's General Practice and Public Health Clinics have relocated to Smith Road Medical Center. At the new location, you'll receive top quality care in a comfortable, modern space enhancing your patient experience. Do you have flu-like symptoms or other non-emergent illnesses or injury? HSA's new urgent care walk-in clinic is now open at the main hospital campus. The new general practice location is for appointments only. For more information, call 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky. 
HSA's Cardiology Clinic is now located at Smith Road Medical Center. Our cardiology team provides expert care and treatment for heart conditions such as coronary artery disease, heart failure, arrhythmias, hypertension, congenital heart diseases, among others. The new location offers state-of-the-art cardiac diagnostic testing, including echocardiograms, ECGs, and stress tests. To contact, call 949-8600. At HSA, your heart matters to us. Now back to Healthcare Today with HSA and our host, Chuck Taylor. Welcome back to Healthcare Today with the HSA. I'm your host, Chuck Taylor. And as always, uh, we get together on Fridays and Saturdays um, and we talk about all things related to your health. Um, and right in front of me uh, today, we are talking about um, taking care of our elderly, uh, which we will become at some point in time with a geriatric specialist, uh, Dr. Bell. Um, so you would tell me a little bit about the dance that you do with making sure that all of the bits and pieces come together for the patient um, from eye care to, to joint care to nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, what about sleep? Um, you know, s- sleep, sleep is, is one of the, the fair factors that, <laughs> yes. that I, you know, a lot of elderly, you know, they don't get the right type of sleep, you know, rather they're trying to sleep in the day and then they're up all night or they're not getting to bed. time. Tell me a little bit about managing that. Okay. So, Yes, so we are quite interested, as you you, you mentioned, um, we are quite um, interested in the, the, the quality of sleep that the older adult gets. Um, I preface that by just saying that as you get older, many people don't know this, but as you get older, you need less sleep. So the baby that is born today will sleep 20, maybe 20 to 20, 20, 22 hours for the day. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's important for their growth and development. But as you get older, you don't necessarily need eight hours like the younger person might need in their middle years. So you have to understand that the older adult, when you see your older adult up later and not and, and, and get awake earlier, don't think it is necessarily odd or strange or bad. It's just that they do not need a full, the same number of hours that you need in your younger years. But sleep is very important for your well-being. And uh, there are many issues that can affect the older adult that can impact their ability to sleep, the length of sleep that they have, etc. So one of the things that we advocate is, and this is just like first, first principle, is we will ask the patient and it can be at any age, we ask the patient, do you have any difficulty sleeping? If they have difficulty sleeping, we try to ask questions as to, is there anything like a stressor that Mm. might be impacting your ability to sleep? Okay. Is there noise around? Are you um, having some distress with pain? Or um, we look again at medications, because there are some medications that will keep you awake right. or have probably keep you awake or will help you to sleep. So we ask everybody, part, you, 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 you'll notice that when you go to a doctor, the doctor does what we call a history taking. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's to, to gain insight as to what's happening in your, with, with your condition or your symptoms, your presenting complaint. 
And then we put together all of those questions that we have asked and the answers that you have given. And then, like we have some algorithms in our minds <laughs> and we go down a particular path. So if you have certain illnesses, you might not be able to sleep well, etc. One of the things that we do as in terms of therapy for the older adult and generally speaking is we advocate sleep hygiene. So we say, okay, if you're having difficulty sleeping, maybe there is something in your immediate surrounding that might be causing you not to sleep. So are there lights around? Do you turn off your lights? Do you turn off the computer light? Do you turn off all those things that can interfere? Even your screens, mm -hmm. television screen, your computer screen, your cell phone screen. Yeah. And our older, <laughs> our older adults, yeah. remember older adults start at 60. Yes. <laughs> so uh -huh. we have a lot of people, 80s, even 90s with cell phones. Right. Exactly <laughs> right. true. And if you have your phones and so on and all these screens, with the lights that they emit around, then it probably can, they can cause you not to sleep or can affect your quality of sleep. Are there noise, is there noise around? So we try to get those things sorted. We call it sleep hygiene. We say, okay, you have a dif difficulty sleeping. Is your, are you drinking too much water or fluids late up in the evening mm -hmm. or just before you go to bed? Right. That can impact. That ca causing you to stay up. Or even if you fall asleep, you get up to use the restroom, to use the restroom too often. Mm -hmm. Yes, we know that as you get older, then there might be what we call intrinsic problems happening in the urinary system. So the older man will have or can have prostate issues. Like we call it BPH, mm -hmm. benign prostatic hyperplasia, BPH. The prostate is getting big and that presses down on the bladder and they have to get up several times maybe and right. sleep do you have a history of heart failure if you have a history of heart failure then you will likely need to get up a lot more and use the bathroom if you're on certain medications if you're on diuretics mm. diuretics as simple as a high blood pressure tablet yeah cause will, will, <laughs> will cause. cause you to get up and pee and so we say okay maybe you need to take your diuretic your hctz I'm using these common terms so that right. people out there can understand. Can understand right, your course. HCTZ, you see this long name, hydrochlorothiazide, <laughs> <laughs> or your indapamide. Let's get some of the, the names out there. Your mm -hmm. Naturalix, your mm -hmm. Lasix. Ferrosamide. Ferrosamide. Yeah, ferrosamide. Yes. yes. Uh -huh. Those will make you pee, right? But they're also good for your heart. They're good right. for your blood pressure. And if you don't take some of these medications. So, you, so take them earlier. So the, take them earlier in the, in the day. day. Right. 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 Don't do too much water or fluids in the night or late evening. Even exercising. Exercise is good to sleep and it can also prevent you to sleep. Mm. It's just, it depends on your own body. So if you find out that when you exercise in the evening or late, you have difficulty sleeping, then change that habit and exercise more in the daytime, in the, in the morning. Or the other way around. If you find out that if you exercise in the morning and you sleep well in the night, fine. So some things can be modified. Your environment can be modified to help you to sleep. But we recognize that some people will need AIDS to right. sleep. 
we recognize that it's just for us now as the physician the geriatrician to know which person having taken the history and maybe some examination that this person might need aid right for example too let me put this one out there the person who is um has a large habitus big-bodied might have a problem with sleep apnea obstructive sleep apnea quite common they snore a lot mm-hmm. they're not getting the, the good quality sleep because their sleep is interrupted because they have a very short neck there's some obstruction taking place with the air passage at nights when they go on their backs and sometimes the individual themselves the patient might not know that this is happening it needs a spouse Mm, to, to say, yeah. babes, etc. This is what's happening to you. I hear you snoring a lot in the night and you stop breathing for some time. And then, and then you, then you catch, up. you yeah. wake up. There's that jerk and you wake up. That individual is likely suffering from obstructive sleep apnea and that can be, be um, dealt with quite efficiently by physicians. Okay. You might need to come in, see your doctor, see see me as your geriatric um, geriatric doctor. Mm-hmm. I can refer you to to our sleep aid personnel, respiratory therapist. They do a simple test, sleep test, and they can fix you up quite nicely with some machines. But losing weight would also yes. be a therapy right. for for you. It, it's a plus. It is a plus. So. That can affect sleep. And, and that's what I, all of these um, things and thoughts that you're doing are, are really under your specialty. Yes. Um, with, with that being said, um, walk me through some of the procedures that the HSA have built up. Because we're, as I said, our community is getting older. So there will be more of an influx of people who will be requiring your aid and, and your help. And also guidance and direction. Yes. You know, because um, we, we tend to forget things as we get older. So what you're telling me, you know, five years ago to do, I may not constantly do it. So I, I put it in the back of my mind and now I really need help with it. And that's why you're there. Tell me some of the things that the HSA is doing on that line. Okay. Very good. So if you want, need to, well, the, the service is offered. The geriatric service is open to anybody 60 years and over. So if you are 60, you can come and see me. Mm-hmm. Or if you are 90 or 100, <laughs> you yes. can still come and see me. So I work out of this um, the specialist clinic, which is located at the Smith Road Center. Okay. Yes. So there, where the specialist clinic is on the third floor, there is an office there where I operate out of. Okay? So that's the first thing. So the HSA has provided that facility location where I operate out of on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. You can easily call the hospital and ask um, to be given an appointment with the, um, through, the, through the telephone operator. Mm-hmm. There are also some extensions that you can just dial directly. I might not have all of them now, but definitely there is the 244, one that I know, mm-hmm. 244-2530 that you can call I don't want to do any others because yeah. I might forget. But okay, no problem. But 244-2530 is one such number. Or you can call the straight line operator and ask to be to be transferred 
to the appointment person um, who will give you, um, can set an appointment for you to see me. Excellent. So those are uh, the basic things. So my clinics are Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Um, usually start at 10. We accept people who have appointments. So there is not, there's no walk-in there's service, no walk service yet. Okay. I say yet. yet. <laughs> we don't know what will happen eventually. But so it's via appointments. You don't have to have a referral. So your doctor doesn't have to say you need a referral to come and see mm -hmm. me. All you need is to just make a phone call and get an appointment. We have all of these allied services. So as I said before, you have a nutritionist that I can reach out to if I see that you need nutri some nutritional care. The physiotherapist. So if there is mobility issues that um, need to be addressed, there are physiotherapists assigned, not just to me, but to the Cayman Islands Health Services Authority. If there is an oral issue, your something as simple as your dentures for those who wear dentures, dentures right. not fitting properly, which affects the person's ability to eat or to swallow. So it, I have it, to do all of these it, things. It, 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 is, it is a complete circle. It that is a complete about. circle. I have to have the eyes and the ears out to, see, to, to, to evaluate the patient. So if there's a dental issue, I'm not a dentist, mm -hmm. but I'm supposed to open your mouth and look, ask you if you wear dentures or anything. Mm -hmm. and chewing if and things you're like chewing. that. Yes. And I refer you, I pick up the phone and I call our dentist and get an appointment for you. If there is an issue, I must know that at certain, at certain age, you need to be vaccinated for certain things. I need to look at that and send you down to public health, which is on the second floor, and send you to get your teed up vaccination against tetanus. I must know that when you reach 65 and over, you might you need your pneumococcal vaccine to prevent yourself getting that pneumococcus um, bacteria that can give you a bad pneumonia. Mm -hmm, and exactly. that takes out a lot of our older adults. Yes. Pneumonia so I in, must, in chest. In, in exactly. The, exactly. Yeah, I must know that you have not received your PCV vaccine, so I must send you to get your your vaccine. Shingles vaccine, you need to get that if you are 50 and over. And because one in three persons 50 and older will come down with shingles. So I have to have all of these things and send you to the to the different areas. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a multidisciplinary and interdisciplinary um, sort of specialty. It's never ever just me alone doing all of the work. It's also involving the others. Very if you have true. not been screened for your colon can for colorectal cancer, mm -hmm. I must see that okay, you're in this particular age and you need to get your colonoscopy or another option for screening. Right. Your breasts, etc. Mm -hmm. So right. it's an it's an all-encompassing sort of um, specialty but geared towards the older persons. Your flu, flu, flu season is coming up on us in another three months. Mm -hmm. Okay, you should have your flu vaccine. Right. You're right. Um, on top of that, anybody, you might feel that you are healthy and you might certainly be healthy. But when you reach 60, it's time to come in and get your baseline 
comprehensive, what we call comprehensive geriatric assessment. Mm-hmm. And what that does is just having a baseline in the system, in our medical system, that you are functioning at a particular level. Right. And next and year, this is this is across the board. This is across the board. Next year, you come back, you're living healthy, you feel healthy, and you're doing well. Mm-hmm. You, no memory issues, no urinary incontinence, no depression, no history of falls. Nutrition is up, up, optimal. Your, um, your, your weight is good. Your vision is good. Your hearing is good. Okay, we have that as your baseline. Next year, you come back. I set an appointment, and you realize that this person, there's a fall off. Mm-hmm. There's a deficit here. Yeah. Or you, you 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 have the prior history to I have a look prior at. Prior history, so it is it is understandable that once you hit sixty, folks, if if you're out there listening to the sound of our voice, go get a checkup, and that will be your base. That that's like starting again, starting again. And my duty is to ensure that you age well. Excellent. That you age well. Excellent. You don't, you don't have to be bedridden necessarily. You don't have to be. In, in placed in an institution, um, some folks that will naturally happen. Mm-hmm. But if we do certain things, we can probably, most likely, help you. And so it's not just just a medical thing, though. I want this to be out there that we look at the social component of the older I, adult. I was just about to say that you know, be, be, being a small community that we have, and and I. I asked you about your history, and we're going to wrap up soon, but I asked you your history because I want my my listeners to know that you are here with us. Yes. You, you, you grow in the system. Yes. You, you see where it has come from. You know where we're going. Yes. And I think that is a really good because most times um, our elderly folks don't want to talk to give information when things are bad. Yes. Yeah, I, I have this pain and I've had it for three months and I don't want to talk about it. I'll, I'll just deal with it. But once they know who you are and they have that trust in the system, they're willing to share that information. Yes. I'm happy that I have, sorry, I'm happy that I've lived here and I've worked here for 13 years and Cayman has been a blessing to me. Mm-hmm. And I am so happy that my background was family medicine. Because what it did for me is allowed me to work in all of the districts in the Cayman Islands. Okay. And when I said Cayman Islands, I mean all three. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the opportunity to work in all three. So I've worked in West Bay. In fact, just before starting at, in this position, I worked for three full years in West Bay okay. in the clinic. Worked in Northside, Bodentown, East, and Georgetown. I have, since COVID time, been... Um, over the bracken, I've worked at the Faith Hospital, and um, I've had to take calls while being in the Faith Hospital system uh, from Little Cayman. Mm. So it has given me as a, a, a good knowledge, a good base, knowing the culture of the people, knowing people in general, and having interacted with them. And I give God thanks for that background. Thank you and so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Doctor. be asked by the HSA to serve in this capacity. Dr. Bell, thank you so much for um, your unwavering support of this community. And, you know, from 
Growing old, I feel better knowing that you're with me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Doctor. Yes. Thank you so much. I give God thanks for the opportunity to Excellent. do this. Excellent. He's my source. Excellent. So, so good. You've been listening to Healthcare Today with the HSA. I'm your host, Chuck Taylor. You can catch us at next week. We get together and we do this all again. Until then, be good to one another. Take care of each other. And let's grow old in God and faith. Thank you so much. Health Services Authority is now offering online payment options for patients. Patients of HSA can now pay their bills, including deposits, towards scheduled services online at payments.hsa.ky. The secure, new online payment system accepts debit or credit cards and is in addition to the available payment options of cash, check, and online bank transfer. For quick, easy, and secure payment directly from your phone or computer, visit HSA's new online payment system at payments.hsa.ky. When you have a sports or fitness-related injury, trust the expertise of the HSA's Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic to get you back in the game. Our internationally trained and certified physicians specialize in sports traumatology, sports medicine, pain management, and orthopedic surgery. For treatment of common injuries such as tendonitis, arthritis, tennis elbow, rotator cuff, or knee tears, schedule a consultation with the Sports and Exercise Medicine Clinic at Smith Road Medical Center by calling 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky for more information. The Health Services Authority's new pharmacy is now open at the Smith Road Medical Center. The new location features a large, comfortable waiting area and ticketing system to improve the patient experience. All uncollected prescriptions and refill requests previously submitted will now be available for collection at the Smith Road Pharmacy. Request your refills online at hsa.ky via WhatsApp 925-6534 or call 244-2715. For more information about our pharmacy hours, visit hsa.ky. The Cayman Islands Health Services Authority's General Practice and Public Health Clinics have relocated to Smith Road Medical Center. At the new location, you'll receive top quality care in a comfortable, modern space enhancing your patient experience. Do you have flu-like symptoms or other non-emergent illnesses or injury? HSA's new urgent care walk-in clinic is now open at the main hospital campus. The new general practice location is for appointments only. For more information, call 949-8600 or visit hsa.ky. HSA's Cardiology Clinic is now located at Smith Road Medical Center. Our cardiology team provides expert care and treatment for heart conditions such as coronary artery disease, heart failure, arrhythmias, hypertension, congenital heart diseases, among others. The new location offers state-of-the-art cardiac diagnostic testing, including echocardiograms, ECGs, and stress tests. To contact, call 949-8600. At HSA, your heart matters to us.